Hi, my name is Christy Lee. Welcome to the Praise and Worship Podcast, Episode 2. My special guest this time is Matt Goss. Matt is the Worship and Arts Pastor at LCBC, a church that began locally in Lancaster County and has grown over the decades to include gatherings at multiple locations, I believe 15 last I checked. Matt and his wife Kim have been foundational at LCBC since before their five kids were born. In addition to leading live, they also write and record together and sometimes solo. Keep your ears peeled for ways to introduce more complicated songs to your congregation and what Matt has learned about navigating the creative process as a couple. The way he talks about his wife, what they've been through, it really does make me tear up every time. It's really good. So listen for that. Matt is a great storyteller. You're going to enjoy listening to him. He's also an impressive tuba player. If you'd like to be able to tell for yourself, look up the Matt Goss band song, Big God, Great God, and catch his appearance on Fred's song, Why Did the Chicken Cross the Road Last Night? An excellent example of what the tuba can do. You know, Matt studied at Berkeley. He is a fantastic musician. He can really sing and play. His Christmas project with the Tom Pons Trio is all I want for Christmas. Delightful, shimmering jazz. Speaking of, this interview was recorded a few weeks ago during the holidays. And while, spoiler alert, in the NFL category, it was while the Eagles still had a chance. We'll get to that later. Let's get started. This episode goes along with the conversation I had with Paul Balash on the last episode. I knew they had connected over the years and had a lot in common, but it gets even better than I expected. Listen to this. Just talked with Paul Balash this week, and I thought you'd be great to like pair up with him. Cool. Um, because yeah. there's some similarities there. So I love Paul. He's awesome, isn't he? Uh, I, I don't know how he does it. I don't either, actually. Yeah, he's crazy. I actually have his chair in my studio. What is this do you chair? Hear that story then? I do. I got to know Paul years ago. They they did a creation worships tour. So they chose some worship artists that had performed at creation and it was the Matt Goss band. It was Lincoln Brewster and Paul Balash. So we did like a little mini tour together and uh, I got to know both of those guys fairly well on that tour. Uh, we, we actually did this little thing where we would um, Lincoln would invite Paul and I out and we would do a little acoustic set. We'd sit on the edge of the stage and all these people would come up and, and like, just like almost rush the stage and, and be, we'd have this little spontaneous worship moment. So got to know those guys pretty well, which was, it was an honor and it was a blast. It was so fun. So I've gotten to know Paul over the years. So we'll just text each other, you know, occasionally, like he's an Eagles fan. So we text about the Eagles. We text about various things or call occasionally, or I'd see him at conferences. I'm on the steering committee for a conference in Florida that happens every year called the experience conference. And he's been there several times. And so just various times we'd see each other. Well, I found out that his daughter had moved to Lancaster. And um, out of the blue one night, I get this text from Paul at like 1130 p.m. And he says, you up? (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) okay. I'm like, yes. You know, I was actually sitting like watching like SNL or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, "Um, can I call you quick? And I'm like, why is Paul Blosh calling me at 1130 at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he calls me and it turns out they were in the process of moving from Texas to New York at that time. And they had a bunch of their stuff in storage in Lidditz. So what happened was he had to be there to close on their, their new place. And Rita was here with their daughter and the, the moving truck got delayed due to like, um, there was 
just some crazy circumstances, but it was only going to get there at like midnight. And he realized that he was sending his wife and his daughter alone. His son-in-law wasn't around. So his wife and his daughter were going to meet this moving truck at a storage unit at midnight alone. So he started to worry about it. So he started thinking, well, who do I know in Lidditz? So he thought of me. And he's like, could you help me out? So, <laughs> so I went over and I helped them load the moving truck at midnight. And uh, Rita was like, I don't think we have room for this chair. Um, you want it? And I was like, sure. So I threw it in my truck and it's in my recording studio now. That is so cool. That is, that is the best. (laughs) And she said that he used to like sit, listen to mixes on that chair. And I'm like, sweet, you know? So now I have a Pablo chair in my studio. That is way cool. And there's no way that like an extra chair fits in an apartment in New York city. (laughs) No, (laughs) definitely not. Yeah. He was telling me about this elevator machine room where he goes in his apartment building so that he can be loud and meet with God. And it's like in this like loud machine room. He said, nobody ever goes there. That's amazing. So I think that's really cool yeah. that maybe it used to be the chair and now it's now he's hanging out in there. Now he's got a machine room. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you got to send me a picture of this chair now because I'm dying to see I it. I know. I know. I will. Is it like an upholstered chair, a wooden chair? It is. It's like an upholstered chair. It, it's like, uh, I mean, you can kind of lay back on it. I mean, it's super comfy. It's hard to describe. It's a funky chair. Paul Balash's funky chair. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for telling me that story. That kind of stuff is gold. <laughs> you know, like I've got some other questions and they're going to be all right, but that's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No problem. Well, one of the things I asked Paul about was uh, since he visits here and hangs out with his grandkids and his daughter, like, where do they like to go? What are the fun things around here that they like to go and, and do? Does your family have fun Lancaster spots that are like their favorites? Oh, yeah. We're very much an outdoorsy family. So, we love to do um, like rails to trails. We do the Mount Gretna thing. And the reward there is ice cream. Like you get to, <laughs> it's, if, if the kids can put up with riding for like, you know, seven or eight miles with us, then we'll get them ice cream, you know? <laughs> that should be like their new motto. Because when I was growing up, we'd go to Mount Gretna and you always go to the jigger shop. Yeah. I mean, once yeah. you're done hiking, that's where you go. Like if that would not be included. I don't know that I would have loved it the so much. The wouldn't be there. You know what I mean? I don't totally. think we. I, I don't think we get them there. But um, we love to do that. We love going to actually Middle Creek uh, Wildlife Project is one of our favorite places to go. Um, actually, that's where when Kim and I were dating, we used to go up there and do devotions together. So we grew in our relationship with each other, also with the Lord in that place. So I actually asked her to marry me there the night before Christmas Eve. I thought about this. I was like, hey, let's go back. So I said to her, I was like, hey, let's go up to Middle Creek and let's exchange our gift there. And I was thinking, this is a great idea. But what I wasn't thinking about, number one, is it was like freezing. It was like it is right now. It was like 15 degrees and there, there was snow, and I just remember like being there, trying to do this, and I had this lantern, and it was like I, I know this isn't what you asked, but I'm giving you, <laughs> I'm giving you more. It's than always you better. I ended up asking her, like, so I had this teddy bear with like a rose, and then I had the ring in the rose, you know, and I had this lantern, and just when she opens the box, the lantern blows out. 
you know, so you can't see anything. Uh, and she's like, oh, that's sweet. And I'm like, no, 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 there's more, <laughs> you know? And I'm trying to get like a light on it and stuff. And then she's like, Matt, I see it. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I was like, would you, you know, I was so cold. So it wasn't until we got in the car. But anyway, that became like a, a spot for us um, to go. So we love going on hikes there with our family. I know Kim used to go on hikes there with her parents and her family. So that was a spot they would go. They're big like bird watchers and that, you know nature lovers that that way. So um, that's always been that that was passed on to her. So that's something that we do with our kids. We love to go for hikes. That is so cool. Being able to have those stories and those places to be able to go with your kids now. Yeah. Um, I love that. And we love to play. So like we, we love places like Dutch Wonderland or Hershey Park. I mean, those are always go-tos for us as well when we can afford it. <laughs> right. It's hard. I know. Family a stuff. lot of kids, those numbers rack up a little quicker. Right, right. Yeah, when it was just the little ones. Fortunately, you know, for years, my dad used to get us um, season passes for Christmas. Talking about your wife, I love any stories about that going back to before you were together or... Um, mm -hmm even asking her to marry you. But I remember when you first told about, it was an open mic night where you guys sang together. Yeah. And you've been singing together for, have you done the math lately? A lot of years. A lot of years. More than half our lives. <laughs> I think. You've, you've hit the halfway hit mark the, and yeah. gone over it. That's yeah, we, cool we've too. We've been together more than we haven't. <laughs> I love that. I'm looking forward to, I mean, I'm not there yet with my husband, but that's definitely something you think about, like being together longer than you were apart. That's, yeah. that's definitely a milestone. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And you've been musically together that whole time, like since the very beginning. We have. Um, and you're still doing music together. She, I still hear her sing with you, mm. know that you're writing and recording together. What's the key for you as a married couple doing this all these years? I'm sure you've discovered something that makes it be able to work together. You know, honestly, it's you would think a lot of people were, would be like, well, that must be easy. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it's it's not easy. Like, you know, because a lot of me, I, I am admittedly a little bit of a perfectionist. You know what I mean? Like, especially musically, I like what I like. And um, there's my way and then there's the wrong way. <laughs> right. Um, I, I just like, like, I like what I like. And I'm, and I'm highly opinionated. So I've had to learn in a lot of ways to lay that down so that we can work better together because I realized like for her like really for anybody so when I'm producing an album for somebody um, I, I get together with that person and I never I always tell them my my goal is not to capture where you're at my goal is to help you become better than you are like oh that's good my goal like I'm, I'm like if you come out of the studio working with me and all I did was capture where you're at right now and you didn't grow at all then I didn't do my job. I want to make you the best version of you. And then that sets a new bar for you, you know, or a new, I said, don't let that be the new ceiling. Let that be the new floor, you know, that you're standing on. And then you rise above that. And I was like, and if you ever reach a point where you outgrow me, go to somebody else and let them produce you. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm the best out there. I just think I know what I can do and I know, and I, and my goal is to make you better than you are. So I'm always like trying to fix things. So when I see it, I go, I want to fix this. And my wife had to tell me a long time ago, she said, I don't want you to always have to fix me. I want you to love what I do. And I want you to hear my ideas. And 
So I have to get away from producer mode with her and I have to go into more of a co-working, you know, not that we don't work on it, make it better. We do, but I have to also, you know, weigh her stuff because she has a very, she has a totally different angle to bring and she has her own gifts to bring to the table. And when you're working as a team, you got to learn to kind of lay your preferences aside a little bit. So what's, what's funny is early on, she didn't really, uh, she wasn't much of a songwriter, but that was like a desire of hers. So I was the songwriter. So that's why early on, you know, when we started doing music together, we did the Matt Goss band because it was my songs. It was my music. And, you know, so she was a part of it. And as we were going, she had this desire to write as well. So occasionally she'd write a song or like, and then if she felt courageous enough, she'd share it with me, you know, um, and things like that. But what's interesting is after we lost our baby, something happened in her where she just started to pour her heart out on paper, journaling and writing. And God just did something in her. She writes way more than I do now. Um, Mm. There's something that God does in the midst of brokenness where now she has more to say than she did before. And when she writes a song now, I'm truly blown away. Like, I'm like, that is, that's a great song. She has a great knack for melody. She has a great knack. You know, um, I, I like to kind of swoop in and, and help tie it all together. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm very much, uh, I love lyrics and I love trying to find a new way to say something that hasn't been said before. So sometimes I'll, I'll tweak lyrics or tweak a melody or tweak a chord progression or something, but really she's become even more of a songwriter than me. So it's been really fun to watch that shift. And now we love writing together as well. We don't get to do that a ton because of our schedules and because of the kids and really our, our time is devoted together really towards family a lot of times but when we get time away we we love to write together it's 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 always a a fun process that way the one song in in the album was a truly a collaborative song and that was the song in your name Mm -hmm. and you can hear that in the writing because you have these moments where it's truly a duet the whole way through the song and it's because we we kind of wrote it that way so I'm curious for you personally, what song, what worship song is like your jam right now? What song are you personally singing in your own worship moments? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a Christmas season. So I think it's even harder it, yeah, now than ever. Yeah, it's not <laughs> a Christmas song. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. I love Christmas songs, but it's not a Christmas song. In general, I'm loving Pat Barrett stuff. Um, the stuff he's writing is great. But I think my new favorite song right now is probably Run to the Father by Cody Carr. Oh, yes. That song is rocking me right now. <laughs> um, it's just, man, I love it. In fact, really talking about Christmas, I, I think I've had kind of a, a different view on Christmas this year in some ways where um, I've been thinking about the fact we, we always talk about the fact that Jesus is the reason for the season and, and he definitely is. And it is, it is about the birth of Jesus, but um, the Christmas story is also every bit about the father. Um, Mm -hmm. He's the gift giver. Um, The whole reason for Jesus is because God created us for relationship with him. And because that was broken, he found a solution for it. He created a solution for it. 
Um, he created us for connection with him, with one another. And I think that's why even in the holidays, like we love, we, we, we love the idea of connection, connection with one another, connection with, with friends, with family. Um, and that's because it's been like woven into the fabric of who we are. Um, and God placed that there because that's woven into the fabric of who he is. He is a God who wants to be connected with his creation. So Jesus is the gift that he gave so that he could walk with us, he could talk with us, so he could be united with us. And I, I think, so for me, this, this Christmas and this season, I'm leaning more into the Father. And I'm like, man, God, thank you for your heart for me, that you would go to such great lengths to bring me back to you. Um, so run to the Father's definitely. I love that song. And I even heard, I think we were driving to church maybe last week or the week before, one of the people being baptized from your congregation mentioned that song. Uh, so I know that, that that's a big one this year. That's been a, a really big song. Are there any others that right now you know, if I lead this song, the whole congregation is going to sing it? Like, what's your church's song right now? I think Another in the Fire is one of those songs by Hillsong. Oh, yeah. Um, the moment we do that song, it's unbelievable. And there's so much power in that. Uh, what's the other one? Oh, um, worthy of every song you could ever sing. Is that Pat Barrett? Build, build my life. Build my yeah, life. Build my Pat, life. <laughs> when we hit that bridge, I will build my mm-hmm. life upon that. The crowd just takes off on that one too. That is one of my favorite House Fire songs. Yeah, so good. I love it. I love that there's versions you can listen to where Pat Barrett teams up with Chris Tomlin. You can hear like 17 different people's renditions of that song. Yeah. So I, I love that kind of thing. We're living in such an amazing age of music and accessibility. You know, w- another one that's interesting too, and it took a while to catch on. And I, mm-hmm. it was one that I had, I had heard and I loved it when I heard it, but I didn't, I was like, oh, people will never be able to sing this and it was the song so will i um and i just remember being like i don't know if this is gonna work corporately you know what i mean Um, it's like singing poetry it is yeah some of those hillsong united songs are so i mean like they might rhyme they might not and Mm -hmm. lyrically they're very challenging so yeah yeah they are and but they're so deep and so rich when you dive into them you go oh like you know so i ended up having I ended up actually going to Hillsong, New York. It was it was about a year ago with my family. We decided around Christmas time to go and just spend the day in New York City and we went to to Hillsong and we and I experienced that song live. Then I was like, Oh man, like we gotta we gotta try this song, you know? So I came home and I I, I remember just kind of trying to talk all of our worship leaders into it. Like, I know people aren't going to sing this, but I think they're going to worship when we do it. You know what I mean? Um, because worship isn't synonymous with singing. You know, I mean, they don't, it, you don't, you can worship without singing. Um, very much so. So uh, it was one of those things where I was like, I think it's worth it. We should try this, you know? And um, I, I remember the first couple of weeks, you know, like hearing the stories of like, um, I don't like, I think people are connecting with it, but I'm not sure, you know, now we do that song and I think it's, it's, it's super strong. We did it enough that people get it, but I have a cool story. Like what you said reminded me when you mentioned of the baptism, um, there was at one of our campuses up in Hazleton, Brooke Gerhardt was leading worship and there's a drummer there. And it was, he was a, a guy that started attending and he had not been attending church at all. Um, he was like pretty much a death metal drummer, 
toured, played in tons of bands. Um, and he just like knew that he needed something. So he started coming to LCBC Hazleton and, um, while he's, he's just attending, attending, attending. And then finally he talks to Brooke and he's like, Hey, I'm a drummer. Um, I, I think I'd like to play, you know? And we weren't even sure where he was at spiritually at the time knew that he was growing but weren't Mm -hmm. sure if he'd cross the line of faith and i mean some people are on either sides there we've at times said hey let's 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 figure out where the fruit is there as long as they're growing and not bringing the team down like let's let's allow this to happen or like we we would draw a line we want we say hey you have to be a believer to be singing or speaking the word or, or anything like that but we've allowed some players at times that are in process to to play with us and this is one of those scenarios so the first week that he's scheduled to play we're doing so will i he ends up um calling brooke and sorry i get a little emotional on this one but he said um he said he said dude i have listened to this song 50 times and he's like every time i play it i'm weeping and he's like and then he goes through and he explains the whole salvation process and all that God's done for us. And he goes, he did that for me. And oh. he's like, and I get it. Like, mm. so it was just this cool moment with that song where, where then he ends up playing it on the weekend and people are literally saying, Hey, is he okay? <laughs> like the drummer, <laughs> he's weeping while he's playing this song. Okay. And his parents had never seen him play because they couldn't get into the music that he did, but they came that morning to see him play at church. So that's why we do so a lot. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So that one gets to the death metal drummers, huh? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that nuts? You're like, what in the world? I just want to hear him play it. I want to hear all the double kick on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Matt, thank you for telling me stories today. That's even yeah. better than just straight answers to whatever questions I had. This was really There's nice. The rabbit trail when you talk to me. <laughs> well, and seriously, so I teach over at LBC and I tell the students like you have your little list of questions, but if you can get the good rabbit trails, those are better. Go with the like that's what you're hoping for. Yeah. That that's the good stuff. Don't try to get people back on track. Like see where it goes if it's if it's good, you know, if it's compelling. Absolutely. And you definitely are. So thank you for joining me here during the Christmas season, which I know is tied with the Easter season for most demanding uh, season for worship leaders. It is crazy. I'm so excited about our gatherings this year. Um, We are, uh, I think if there is a theme this year, it's going to be come home. There's room for you. Mm. Jesus is preparing a place for you and, and he loves you. So, and um, we are doing run to the father. So, (laughs) During your Christmas services. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. Are you adding sleigh bells or what's going <laughs> to? You know, we're not. Um, but yeah, it, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be very cool. We, we're doing something very different. We created kind of a whole video wall behind the mm-hmm. band and we're doing a thrust stage. Um, so we're more in the crowd. I'm just, I, yeah. I, I'm just excited. It's going to be more immersive. I always love worship moments when you feel like the barrier of the stage is broken, you know? And you're just there with people and you're just all in it together. Those are my favorite worship moments. What are you going to do with Run to the Father? Like, have you decided in the set list, are you going to make it into a medley with something? What song comes before or after that? Have you, like, do you have that part of the strategy yet? 
Yeah, totally. It's going to be more of a follow-up to our message and will lead us into our, our closing moment. So when we do our Christmas gatherings, you know, we made a decision a long time ago that we didn't just want to give people what they get at every other church, which is all Christmas music. So we're like, we want to make sure it's a it's fully a worship experience. You know, not that you can't worship to Christmas songs, because you can. It's just we infuse Christmas into worship songs and worship into Christmas songs and, and all of that sort of stuff. We try to interweave all of it because it all ties together. Um, but one thing we always do every Christmas is we share a life change story. And this year... This story is um, one of our one of our people who spent their whole life pretty much longing for and looking for their earthly father, and uh, through a crazy circumstances ended up being reconciled only this year uh, in his forties um, with his biological dad, who it turns out um, didn't didn't know that he was his and and all of that sort of stuff, and yeah. he's connected to this whole family that he'd never had before, and it's just crazy. So. As we're looking at that, we're, we're saying, man, uh, whether you're aware of it or not, like what this guy actually said in his story was he said, the whole time I was looking for, for my earthly dad, my heavenly father was seeking me out and was providing for me and was caring for me and was the dad I needed while I was looking for the dad that I wanted, you know? Mm. So that's how we're going to tie around to the father is like, you have a heavenly father that is running after you. He's gone to great lengths to find you. Come home. He's prepared a place for you. You can be part of the family. So we're leaning into family, and and that's what's informed all of our decisions. There's actually the opener has some. Uh, we're doing some home movie footage behind oh, the cool. bands. A bunch of it is old. It, like half of it is me <laughs> as a little kid and my grandparents and my you know yeah. you know stuff like that. So um, and my cousins and. My grandpa used to show up every Christmas Eve dressed as Santa in a terrible Santa suit with like big bushy <laughs> eyebrows and like <laughs> he'd bring grandma and the dog and like I never figured it out, I guess, you know. <laughs> um, we'll have like all these old videos playing while we're doing some of the opener, things like that. It's, it's going to be a really fun gathering. I can't wait for it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, Matt, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Christy. It was good talking to you. Very special thanks to Matt Goss. You can find Matt and Kim on social media. Make sure to listen to their latest project. It just came out last year. It's called The Worship EP. I've been playing a number of the songs Sunday mornings, 6 to 10 on WJTL in my Praise and Worship playlist. You can tune in locally at FM 90.3 or stream it live at WJTL.com and on the free WJTL app. To see a picture of Matt with Paul Balash's funky chair, follow me on Instagram. Just search Praise and Worship on WJTL and I'll see you on social media. Thank you for listening. Hey, since you've listened here all the way to the very end, I'm going to leave you with our football and family talk that happened right at the beginning when the FaceTime window opened and I saw Matt's hoodie. Hey. Hey, friend. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Are you wearing an Eagles sweatshirt? Boom.
That's the same thing my son is wearing today. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring a child up in the way that they should go. <laughs> um, my husband's family, they're all Jets fans. Oh, that's good. And so I just, you know, I did—I deferred to that when I got married. But Josiah decided he likes the Eagles. Oh, how fun. So he's unmovable. Like, and he needs to know when it's a game day and all. It's its hilarious. And actually, uh, the Jets are terrible. They so, are Eagles. So, I, I mean... <laughs> yeah. We're kind of glad. <laughs> yeah, we're all pretty bad this year. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's kind of true. Yeah. The Ravens, they're, they're doing they're okay. They're good, yeah. Yeah, we're kind of rooting for the Ravens right now. Are you? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm a diehard, born and raised, you know, Eagles fan. So, yeah, so far all of my family has followed suit. My, my daughter is in college at Houghton up in New yeah. York and it's like near Buffalo. So everyone up there is Buffalo fans and she's like the only one sporting her Eagles stuff at school. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> that's great. That's great that she's still doing it. Yeah. That's funny. I think she's more of an Eagles fan now than when she was home. I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but well, I feel like there's a spiritual comparison there. Like you find out when you, you know, get into a situation where there's some opposition, what do you really believe or who are you really rooting for? You should be very proud. I am. Yeah. She, she keeps like texting me, Hey, what, like you watching this game or she'll like something will happen to the game and then I'll get a text from her. And she's like, ugh. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, she's watching. <laughs> That's so cute. It is fun. Oh man. Your kids are getting huge. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, they're all different sizes. <laughs> right. You've got one of every size right now, don't you? Yeah. That's so smart. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, at least, having a four-year-old when most of my friends have like teenagers or kids starting to go to college, I'm like with all the young parents. Uh, so it yeah. makes, you know, it wasn't fun waiting to have kids. But uh, once you've yeah. got a little one when you're older, yeah, it kind of, there's a benefit there. It's you know? such a blessing. She's so fun. She's That's so sweet. A blessing we never knew we needed. Oh, I love seeing her on Instagram. Yeah. Really cute. Beauty. Is today an Eagles game day? Sunday they play Dallas, but we'll be in gatherings at the time. So what do you do? It, it'll probably be in my pocket and my phone will be blowing up. Right. Oh, you know, like while <laughs> I'm leading worship. And I'll be like, oh, this could either be great or bad. I don't right. know which it is, you know. So I might, uh. you know, who knows? I might wait till after to be disappointed. Oh, no, they might do all right. <laughs> I hope so. If we win against Dallas, we have a chance at the playoffs. I could tell you're holding your emotions. I just am. I'm such down. a fan. <laughs> I'm like I'm so used to being let down. Like, oh. <laughs> except know. that time they won the Super Bowl recently. Except that time, yes, yes, yeah. and we do have that. Even if, with that, when they scored that touchdown, no, actually, when Tom Brady threw that last throw and Gronkowski missed it, I was waiting for a flag. I'm like, I'm such a pessimist. I'm like, I'm like, they're going to call this back. And then Tom Brady's going to win the Super Bowl again. And we're going to lose again, you know? But like, yeah. all of a sudden they go, they won. And then everything starts going. I'm like, it took me two minutes to realize they'd actually won. And for me to believe it. Right. You know? Well, I'm you got to like, wait. Because just in case they're checking the video or something. Oh, I know. I was like, and then I was like, oh, they won. And then we all started freaking out. So. <laughs> well maybe again this year we'll see <laughs> doesn't hurt hope to hope so. a little bit <laughs> yes all i remember is we were all yelling and jumping up and down and my daughter adeline who was about eight at the time was totally sleeping on the floor and we're all like <laughs> screaming and yelling and crying and, and here she is she's like 
out, you know. And she's your fourth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fourth, you know, they can sleep through anything at that point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they have to. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, by now fans know it. So I'll say sorry to the Eagles. My family is really hoping for another Super Bowl win next year. For now, we are still rooting for the Ravens.